Welcome to Talking Football Fantasy, your source for all things official fantasy Bundesliga, with player picks as on point as an Elas Bebu differential pick, fantasy advice as sumptuous as a 34 goal weekend, and two pundits with much more honour than the Ballon d'Or voters. <laughs> good morning, good afternoon, good evening, one and all. My name is James Surrogate. This is Talking Football Fantasy Season 5, Match Day 14. And joining me, as always, he is the fantasy football got Flo Reinecker. Flo, I have to ask, because you said last week that you were just about okay with being forced into the Leroy Sane pick. Please tell me that you held on to him. Yeah, of course I did. Oh, excellent. Yeah. Good differential then. Well, I think Thomas Müller still outscored Sané, even though he uh, Sané was the one who got the goal. So, yeah, there you go. Müller was involved in so many shots. and I mean, he wasn't involved in the goal and still had plenty of points. And that's like, that's a poster example why shot involvement is so key uh, to pick up fantasy points. So are you regretting not finding the extra 0.3 million or whatever it was then to get him? No, no. I mean, they were close. I think Miller and Sunday wasn't that big of a difference. It's, it's just, I think it's nearly, maybe it's like 60-40 for Miller and like he has one huge advantage over Sunday that he doesn't get swapped out as often as Sunny is. So um, he gets more minutes and that's probably why I'd lean Müller over Sané if if you can find the budget. Well, I mean, then how are you feeling heading into their classical weekend then? I'm not sure. I, <laughs> I, I think it's really, it's a, it's a tough match. I'm probably like, I'm, I'm probably going to stick with most of my assets and I don't have any Dortmund assets and I'm not going to invest into Dortmund. So even... Erling Haaland is probably not making the cut for me because I'm. I feel like if I'm doing a transfer up front, I'd rather bring in Schick, who's playing at home against Fürth, and I I think he's also on favorite to outscore Haaland just on this match day, and then you bring in Haaland next match day. So you plan ahead that you can bring him in for the next match day. I personally won't bring him in uh, for the match against Bayern. Well, there you go. Everyone that was listening just to find out whether you should pick Haaland this weekend or not, you can now, you know, you can turn off the rest of the episode. Don't need to listen anymore. No, that will... No, <laughs> that I, will I, I think it's it's all right. Well, no, yeah, but it's a big talking you, point you this have alre- You already have Lewandowski in your squad, so you're yeah. doubling up yep. in one game, yep. uh, which, like, leads to less flexibility for you. And, like, we've seen what Hoffenheim, like, like Bibu scored his, scored his first hat-trick in the Bundesliga against Fürth. Leverkusen did look very sharp for the first time in a few matches, uh, in my opinion, at Leipzig. I was going to say, even Rafael Boré scored against Fürth. I mean, yeah. he left it late, but even he got a goal. So. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's a fair point uh, to, to make. And you, uh, you really have to force him to score. <laughs> they are the whipping boys. Yeah, that's, that's right. Yeah. But uh, no, um, <laughs> and, and that's why like, I, I think Leverkusen assets are uh, probably the prime assets you want to invest in in this match day. And it's a classical of don't overthink it. Yes. So... Um, if you already have words, great. I, I was a bit wary uh, because of the Leipzig matchup, but like he showed that like he he's up for basically every opponent. So uh, yeah, I, 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 you're sticking with words, and 
There are two other guys, Shika already mentioned, and I think the third won't be a big surprise, but I'm sure we, we touch on it later on. <laughs> no. And you go with that and... And a name we've mentioned yeah. before, I know. Um, but yes, these are these are ultimately, we're kind of hitting on the two big talking points already. Bayern against Dortmund, Der Klassiker this weekend, and then Leverkusen's home tie against Koitavut, which could be a gold mine of fantasy points if you manage to invest in the right areas. But we've got plenty to talk about today outside of those two things as well. Um, and just because time is short for both Flo and I today, we didn't send out a request for listener questions on Twitter. So I do apologize for that. But we will crack straight on with the fixture list. And we'll start with the Friday night game because we're looking to cover all the bases anyway. And Union against Leipzig, it's an interesting Friday night match. Leipzig uh, coming off the back of that loss to Leverkusen. And they are actually one of five teams still to record an away win in this season's campaign. They also lost their final three away matches of last season, which ultimately culminated in a 2-1 loss to Union as well. The question I think we've got here, Flo, is because Nico Gieselman got dropped last weekend. I would imagine to be rested for this game. But how do we feel about being on the Gieselman bandwagon at home to Leipzig? Uh, not great, I have to say. But since it's a Friday evening game, I think I'll, I'm, I'm going to stomach it. Especially with what's ahead. Because Union is, is getting the foot treatment next week. So <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, hold it for one week. Uh, that would be my advice. And especially, like, Leipzig is so dysfunctional away from home. Like, at, at one point, that uh, has to end. But I'm not sure that it's this week. And I think they scored three away goals so far this season in all Bundesliga matches. Leipzig. That's abysmal. I'm not sure how many Fürth has, but... Like they're, they're probably close together in regards to away goals. So, uh, yeah, I'm going with Gieselmann. I, I still think that at one point uh, during the season, Leipzig probably it has, it just makes click and uh, they probably winning these matches. But like, who knows if it's going to be on this Friday and Gieselmann is cheap enough yeah. that I'm not going to panic. No. Um, just because he's facing Leipzig. No, the, the thing for me is that there also aren't any. Leipzig defenders where I'm really thinking I need to jump on board their bandwagon right now on this Friday night game. And of course, it's always nice to have a Friday night defender just in case something big does happen. And I mean, let's be honest, Nico Gieselman has proven that even against uh, tough opposition, he can still score big fantasy points. So no, I would agree with you there. I guess the question is, you've already mentioned the fact that Leverkusen are big for investment this week. Would you consider Leipzig as a, as a team that you wouldn't invest in then? I mean, you probably have in Kunku. Then you probably have Gieselmann. So you already have a defender and a midfielder out of this game in high likelihood. No need to bring in a striker. So Andre Silva not worth you, a gamble? You, you, you th no, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> not, not the way that Leipzig is playing right now. Yeah. They were totally outplayed at home by Leverkusen and uh, deservedly lost that, that match. And I already mentioned how abysmal they looked away from home so no I'm, I'm not going to invest in a Leipzig striker if there are like so many other options out there no I, I would agree with you. I think I, I kind of wanted you to feel vindicated about your assessment of Andre Silva at the start of this season which was 
it, you know, just because he scored a lot of goals for Frankfurt does not mean he'll score a lot of goals for Leipzig. And you've been proven spot on on that front. Uh, he really has not slotted into that side the way I think people hoped or expected him to. Um, and so his fantasy value is completely diminished. Uh, it's a bit of a shame because he was a big fantasy asset last season. He could have made that front line a little bit, a bit more interesting uh, in terms of the options out there. Where are you looking for differentials in this game then? Nowhere. 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 Okay. No, maybe yeah. You can make an argument for Schoboschlei because like he has big upside, and we'll know if he's in the starting lineup or not. Well, that that, that, that is exactly the name I, th I yeah, wanted to say I'm, myself. I'm so not when sure. you said no one, I was I was going to counter, but you've already mentioned him now. It's brilliant. Yeah. But 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 you're you're like you're doubling up on Leipzig. Like they haven't performed away from home at all in the Bundesliga so far. So you're, you're banking on that with, with two players because if you don't have Nkunku, like I'd rather have Nkunku over Schoberschlei, even if both are playing. So, oh, absolutely. Yeah. I'm, I'm not sure. Like I, uh, that's the end of the no, list. Yeah. So I think no need to dig deeper. That's that's absolutely fine. They're at, I mean, they're at home to Gladbach the week after um, and then they've got two relatively easy games, let's say, to close out the year against Augsburg away from home and against Bielefeld. So I think those last two games are really, if you want significant investment in Leipzig, those might be the games to look at. Instead, let's move on to Leverkusen against Furt, the first of the Saturday afternoon games. Now, Leverkusen's three Bundesliga defeats under Gerardo Seoane have all taken place at the Bay Arena. But it has to be said that after their impressive win against Leipzig, I mean, the likes of Adli, Diaby, Frimpong, Wurtz are all in very good form. Patrick Schick now back from injury. So this is a, it looks like a doozy, doesn't it, Flo? Yeah, you have to, you have to explain me what, what doozy means first. And then I can agree or disagree. No, on I that. thought this was, you know, an absolute doozy. This is a, an easy choice. You do not have to overthink this one when it comes to Leverkusen investing in them. No. You have Wurz in midfield, you have Schick up front, and you got Frimpong at the back. Uh, he's coming into his own, so he he would be on my list even if he hasn't hadn't scored at Leipzig. Because I was covering the Europa League game against Celtic, and it really was obvious, like how like how how much uh, goes through the right wing yeah. on Leverkusen, especially since uh, since Baka is out on the left flank which really leads to them basically trying to get uh, Frimpong uh, involved as much as possible in the attacking play. And uh, yeah, he, he is a winger at heart uh, oh, who's yeah. playing right back. And that's, that's a great recipe for success. And now facing off against Fjord. I'm I'm doing everything I can to get Frimpong uh, into my squad. He's my favorite defender. This match day, yep. Even if you don't consider that he's just eight point five million, like if I if I would choose between Davis or Frimpong, it would be Frimpong, or Angelino Frimpong would be Frimpong. So I'm I'm like I like him more than all the high price guys with, with what makes him really really valuable. Yeah, no, I couldn't agree more. I'm actually annoyed with myself that when unlimited transfers are around, I talked myself out of bringing him in because of that Leipzig game. And that was really my whole, that was, I based my whole decision on the fact that, yeah, I liked him for the, the first game back, but I wasn't a fan of the Leipzig game, so therefore I'll steer clear. And he would have been a huge differential um, and a lovely source of points in a back line that hasn't really been picking up that many. So, yeah, one of those regrets early on in the season. Yeah, but I think your thought process was still valid, James. Oh, absolutely. Leverkusen, like, 
they just did the turnaround at Leipzig. Before that, they weren't looking that convincing for weeks. Yeah, even against Bochum. Yeah. And, and Leipzig was pretty strong at home. So, uh, like, these results and games will happen. But I, I still think you want to lean on the side what's more probable and what we can uh, analyze. And I, I think making out the Leipzig matchup as a tough one was the right call, even if it turns out, yeah, it played differently on the pitch. No, without a doubt, without a doubt. Let's move on to the next game then. And actually, one of the teams that, uh, as I just mentioned, Leverkusen struggled to really look good against and not too long ago. That was Bochum. They are away from home against Augsburg this weekend. As we know, Bochum, a little bit of a different proposition away from home than they are on home soil. And interestingly enough, when it comes to Augsburg, despite having eight different goal scorers this season, they, along with Bochum, are the lowest goal scorers outside of the bottom two doesn't necessarily scream fantasy points, does it, Flo? No, not really. Although, like, your your boy, uh, Andre Hahn, <laughs> he's still midfielder in the game and he's still playing as a striker. Uh, yep. He costs you 8.4 million. If you want to go real differential, he could be your guy. And Mats Pedersen, we mentioned him last week, playing as a left winger, that's, that's still the case, 4.3 million. Decently enough, although I think like that's one of the craziest uh, stats out of this game, which makes you think twice if you want to invest in Augsburg, because that's the 15th time they play a promoter team at home in the Bundesliga. And they've never won at home against a promoted side. Wow. In 14 tries. So, yeah. And there were like teams like Paderborn and stuff uh, during that time up there. And they, they weren't able to, to beat any promoted team at home at all so far in their Bundesliga history. Yeah, that's, so, that's not great. Yeah, that's, that's one big duck to, to, to break. Yeah, that's, that's, it's, it's not a great record, is it? Yeah, no. <laughs> it has to be said. No, I mean, I, I'll be honest. I, I love Andre Hahn. Like, Andre Hahn for me is still one of the most romantic stories that German football's ever seen when he came up from the fourth division, came up with Augsburg, broke onto the scene, got into the Germany national team, moved to Gladbach. It was wonderful. He's not a great fantasy asset. I can admit that. Um, I didn't mind him as a differential pick at the start of the season. But I think, unfortunately, Augsburg just aren't really churning out the shots uh, on goal the way you wanted them to, which is fair. Yeah, I'm not sure if... Did you already mention that Riemann is out? Because that's probably something we should mention here in regards with Bochum, because many people will have Riemann in their squads. But very true, yes. And so Manuel Riemann out this weekend. Michael Esser, the fantasy legend that some may remember from a few seasons ago, will be uh, featuring against Augsburg away from home. And I guess, I mean, he definitely won't be on the penalty duties the way Riemann is. But yeah, you never know what's going to happen. Michael Esser, it'd be great to see him back. But yes, that will be a blow. So, I mean, the question is, Flo, are you sacri- if you've got Riemann in your squad, are you sacrificing a transfer to get rid of him? Or are you just holding out? It's always, like, the answer is always, it depends. <laughs> it great. depends just on the rest of the squad. Yeah. yeah, no, but it wouldn't be a priority. But last week I had Horn and I went for the Schwebe transfer just because I felt like most other changes I would make were more or less sideways. Mm. Uh, so if I if I would have felt that I could make a real upgrade at one other position, I wouldn't have done it. I, I would just kept went on with one goalkeeper and then assess the situation anew uh, this week. 
But I felt like uh, the sooner you make that transfer, the more useful it's going to be because you got more match days before the winter break. And then it's like, if it's two match days to the winter break or so, I probably wouldn't like it, it, my my team must look stacked for me to consider changing goalkeepers with just like two match days to go or so. Yeah, definitely. definitely. Yeah. So if you're hurting elsewhere in your squad, uh, I wouldn't bring in Asa for Riemann. And I probably wouldn't even bring in uh, Asa for Riemann. I, I would bring in Schwebe uh, of Cologne. That's w probably my, my favorite cheap guy. Because Asa is... It's highly likely that next week Riemann should be back in action. We don't know because he, like, he has some muscle injury that can linger. He had issues last week but were able to play and now he's not a goal. But uh, with Schwebe, you're pretty safe, especially since he established himself having a decent or more than decent game against Gladbach at home. And he, he should be uh, in goal until Christmas. Yeah, no, agree. That is, is, a, is a tricky one. Of course, if, if you do have Riemann, it's never nice when someone like that picks up an injury and it may it may adversely affect you. But hopefully you've got cover, maybe you've brought in or kept Marius Funk. Um, and he can cover you for a, for maybe a week or more. Um, but let's move on to the next game. Mainz against Wolfsburg. You were talking about Augsburg's bad record against newly promoted sides at home. Mainz have a pretty terrible home record against Wolfsburg themselves, having not won against the Wolves on home turf since November of 2015. If you're looking for a player from this game, Flo, where are you looking? It's, it's Aaron, just because he's cheap, 3.1 million. And apart from him, I would stay as far away as I could from this game. I just think it might be an ugly slugfest and not a lot of fantasy points scored in this one. So if you went the Unisivo or Burkhardt route, I think now would be the time that I would try to let them go. Although you can make an argument for sticking with him one more week, but next week Mainz is traveling to Munich. So you definitely want to get rid of them before that. Like with Aaron, I... I with Aaron, like he's the only guy I wouldn't really mind still having next week. And if I don't get rid of him, so be it. Just because he's just like three million. Yeah. Um. So. No, that's yeah. it. He's one of those picks that you can kind of leave, and even if he doesn't pick, it's not the end of the world. It's something that I reiterate on this show. You can stomach poor returns from players that don't cost you much, and Aaron's the perfect candidate there because he's always got the upside of being involved in set pieces crosses loves to get forward so he clearly is someone that likes to get uh, involved in chance creation which is never bad so it's always the risk it's a balancing act at all times um let's move on then to bielefeld against Köln. perhaps a, a few more options from this game compared to mainz walsberg because i do agree with you that's a tough fixture and yeah i'm debating whether to get rid of burkhardt myself right now but let's move on to Bielefeld Köln. Bielefeld, two wins from 13 um, so far this season. The only side yet to reach double figures in terms of goals scored. Never a great sign in terms of the fantasy world. Meanwhile, Köln, they are flying high, I think it's fair to say, after their biggest derby win since 1996, last time out. And Flo, let's be honest, this does offer a few more options, not just this weekend, but Köln also have a relatively favourable fixture at home to Augsburg next time out as well. Yeah, on and on Friday evening, so that's great. Still like Kainz the most probably out of the midfield options, although he did disappoint in the derby. Not on the pitch, so he, he had an uh, all right game, but every time like there were one more pass that 
made him not being involved in the shot or a cross took a deflection on like, those are the worst I, I those are the worst the crosses that like come off a player's toe and like you're like oh yeah. dang it i've lost i've lost the chance <laughs> yeah um but i, I still like kinds uh, uh, as a pick if you're investing maybe you can go by because kinds is also he's prone to getting subbed off early-ish I, i would say not always but sometimes that's definitely hindering his production um, Benno Schmitz is a great value option in defense for under 5 million, um, especially with like Bielefeld not able to hitting the back of the net, Augsburg not able to hitting the back of the net. So you definitely, if you invest in, in Schmitz, you get two both, uh, good matchups in a row. And up front, Modest was coming back from injury against Gladbach and I think it did show a bit. He, like he wasn't his usual self, but well, we're Ste one Stefan Bell. Stefan Bell tried to take this man out, Flo. Yeah. <laughs> like, that, that was that was excessive force if ever I've seen it. Yeah, and I think like he's one week removed now from from that derby. I think he's back to a hundred percent, so he's definitely an option up front. Like if I knew that Ud is going to start, so there's a debate if Ud or Duda. Uh, would start Duda would also be a decent midfield option if we knew that he's starting but Kainz has his starting place locked on lockdown and that's why he's my favorite midfielder uh, you could even make an argument for Skiri if 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 you'd like because he comes forward a bit but I still like uh, Kainz more uh, the most out of the midfielders but uh, if I knew that Ud is going uh, would play like he scored his goal and that's pr probably important for him I, I think he could have a good, a really good rest of the Hinrunde and, and, and fantasy. Yeah, I mean, if ever a goal is going to break your duck and like really spur you on to a, a nice run of goal-scoring form, then one in the derby as a Köln-born and bred lad, you know, in front of the South Stand, that's, that's kind of, that's what you dream of, isn't it, if you're Mark Ud. And so, yeah, you would hope that he can kick on from there and become potentially another cheapy option in Köln's front line in the fantasy world. talk about the next game Hoffenheim against Frankfurt because let's be honest there were a few cheapy strikers that came out of the woodwork last weekend and chiefly amongst them Elas Bebu and Jorginho Ruter both picking up 23 points a fantastic haul for both of them Hoffenheim though are winless in their last eight games against Frankfurt losing their last six in a row. And if you want to know the individual statistics, Kramerich has scored just once in nine games against the Eagles. I personally am very much on the bandwagon of sincerely regretting bringing Andre Kramerich in last weekend. Would like yeah. to not talk about that as much as possible. We're in the same boat, yeah. but like... Oh, dear yeah. me. I was saying to Flo before we started recording today, um, when I was doing the script for today's show, I noticed that in my Vegas choices last week, I had put down two names. Maximilian Mittelstedt and Jorginho Ruter. I, I picked Mittelstedt. You can imagine how that made me feel when I read that back. I was like, oh, that would have been a wonderful opportunity to, to highlight Jorginho Ruter. But I think I, I think I talked myself out of that pick for Vegas Choice simply because I had Kramrich as my banker and I didn't want two Hoffenheim strikers in my player picks. 
Where are we at with them now, though, coming into this game? Yeah, and, and, and with Ruta, like, he, he had one game where he was in a starting 11 in, like, the last seven. So, and with Bebu, like, he's so hit and miss. Uh, and we were expecting Kramaris to start. And who yep. knows, maybe, like, all the points would have gone to Kramaris, maybe, if he would have started. But They definitely would like, have gone all gone to Kramaris. <laughs> It's not our fault. It's Hoeneß' fault. Yeah, true. Because yeah. why saying that that Kramaric is ready to go and then leave him on the bench doesn't make any sense. So I'm I'm really not happy with the way he tricked us. No, yeah. In, into into buying Kramaric, James. Because if we know, like, if we would say, yeah, he he's back in the squad, but probably gets like thirty minutes, then Bibu and Ruta instantly would have looked like. Much more interesting to me. Oh, definitely, definitely. Yeah. But then how, how do you feel about Hoffenheim coming into this game against Frankfurt, who themselves, you know, they found a bit of form now? That's for me is probably the second toughest game to predict uh, on this match day. Hoffenheim looks usually pretty good at home, so I'm, I'm giving them the slight nod, but I, I think it's, it's really, really uh, close. And I'm, I'm not really keen on investing into this game but i'm also not panicking if you already have assets in this game that's how i would handle it yeah it, it definitely can swing both ways yeah oh absolutely and let's be honest we i think it's a fixture that we know has the potential to have goals in it and that's exactly where i agree with you it's, it's the perfect way to sum it up don't don't invest in it but don't sell your assets like you don't need to to jump ship out of this game because yeah this is my predicament personally i've got crown from burkhard in my front line one of those two has got to shift. It's probably going to be Burkhart. If I can get Burkhart to Schick, I'm a happy man. And even though I, it costs me a bit of flexibility in my front line this weekend, I'm really hoping that Patrick Schick will negate the need for flexibility against Kreuterford. Fingers crossed. I know I won't be alone in that camp. So if you were picking a player from this game, though, Flo, who would it be? Philip uh, uh, Kostic yeah. has to be. Yeah. Um, he, he He's in great shape again. And the way he's just like, Pounding his left flank is is really uh, yeah it's a joy to watch. Yes, when a um, team's going to learn to stop him crossing, you <laughs> can't don't get it. Never. <laughs> you can you can try, but you will always fail with that man. No, I I do agree with you. If that's if that's where you were going to go and you didn't have Kostic already, you could. But maybe let's talk about a game that's that's on everyone's minds. We'll move on to the Saturday evening game, a top spiel that really lives up to its billing. It is of course Der Klassiker, and it's an intriguing one, Flo, because. You know, Dortmund haven't been at their best. Uh, the game against Sporting in the Champions League really underlined that. And even Wolfsburg, the win against Wolfsburg, I don't think they were really dominant in that game. And Wolfsburg could have had more of it. But Bayern haven't been in their greatest form either, coming off the back of the loss to Augsburg, just grinding out a 1-0 win against Bielefeld. And if we're talking about the star strikers, because that was the big news last weekend for Dortmund, is that Erling Haaland was back early. You've answered the question of whether you'd invest in both of them. But is there even a part of you that knowing Erling Haaland's record, five goals in as many meetings with Bayern in all competitions, that is tempted at all? If I had the luxury to do two transfers up front, which I don't uh, this week, just because of, I have other priorities in my squad, like he could be second in line after Schick, I would be fine with that. But if, if I don't have Schick in my team... And ha like I'm doing one transfer up front, 
No, I'm not. I'm not considering Haaland. No, I think especially since Schick is is having the early kickoff. Yes. You you get him as your star man, so you get that out of the way. Yeah, and worst case, if yeah. Schick doesn't pan um, out, Lewandowski does have a record of 20 goals in 14 games in the Bundesliga against Dortmund. So you might have a saving grace in Robert Lewandowski behind Haaland. A much, much greater risk. I guess maybe the, the question then is, where are the points to be won in Der Klassiker this weekend? Yeah, it's a fair question. I, 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 uh, usually I, I, like, I have some kind of feel, but I, I think it's, it's really tough to nail this down, how, how it's going to go. Like I, my gut tells me that Dortmund will do fine, but we've seen Bayern come out swinging in these kind of games. Even if Kimmich is out, which is like really a big blow, which like the the guy who loses so much fantasy value. I, I saw the Bielefeld game and like Goretzka was sitting back so much and Tolisso was playing more up front. That that Goretzka is uh, Goretzka uh, is definitely overpriced yes. for the role he has right now in the Bayern midfield, and he's definitely one of the candidates I'm I might trying to get rid of uh, in front of this game. I think that leads to Bayern basically having no viable midfield option. So there's even talk that Tolisso might be replaced with Musiala. Musiala really had a good game when he came on uh, against Bielefeld set up the goal for Sané. So that could even be happening and that takes Tolisso off the table. Yeah, so I, I think it's... You, you stick with your assets you have, but I wouldn't invest in Guerrero even if I, I really love him, but not for this match. I, I just think, like, if you... The same case with Schick. If you can choose between Frimpong and Guerrero, I think it's... Just, the likelihood of Frimpong outscoring Guerrero is, is pretty high on this weekend. And he's much cheaper. So same logic applies for me with most other assets. Yeah, no, I, I couldn't agree more. I mean, there's there's points. I think there will be points to be had in this game. But yeah, ha Haaland and Guerrero are the two that are returning that you could potentially say, right, differential investments um, outside of, you know, Davies and Lewandowski, I think a lot of teams would have right now. And you may have someone that has held on to the Royce differential, but for all intents and purposes, uh, I, I would steer clear of investing heavily in this game. And really for Dortmund, it's all about what happens after this one, because they might still pick up a positive result or be working off a, a loss to Bayern, but the three games to close out the Hinrunder away to Bochum, okay, not the easiest fixture, let's not underestimate that one, but then at home to Furt and away to Hertha, you would back them to get at least six points out of those three games, if not more, and there would be fantasy points in it. And at that point, with Guerrero and Holland, your eyes light up, don't they, Flo? Yeah, definitely. Uh, although, like, Magician Corkwood is back in the Bundesliga. <laughs> <laughs> so We were just about to get onto that, yeah. Yeah. Who knows? Like, if I remember correctly, last time everyone was laughing when he came, uh, got coached at Stuttgart and then he had, like, one of the best starting records in club history for Stuttgart and just, like... After, I'm not sure if, if five or six months, they, they were just bad. 
but like he he got the results in the start so yeah yeah no you're not i'm I'm not sure what's going to happen at at hatta it's this really a a strange coaching decision by freddie bobich but like that's sometimes how it is in football they know each other well from working together at stuttgart so yeah uh probably they they have some kind of private relationship and these kinds matter in football (laughs) more than they should in my opinion and i'm I'm not sure which other arguments lead you uh, to bring in corkwood as a coach after like his last bundesliga game was in october 2018 yeah i'm not sure what the arguments are for that's the best guy for the job what's the point of changing for an interim? I would have had the long-term solution ready to go if you're going to get rid of Pal Dardai because I don't think it looks good that you've treated Pal Dardai this way again um, when he really has stepped into the breach again. Um, and so, yeah, it's, it's, it's not a great look for Hertha. I, I get what Freddie Borwich is trying to do. He needs to make a hard cut, but I don't think Typhon Korkut was necessarily the man I'd have put my faith in. Hey, but I'm not a sporting director at a big city club, so we will see what happens. But you have segued perfectly into our next game, the, the early game on Sunday, Stuttgart against Hertha. Now, your Stuttgart picks last weekend proved to be quite good. No, uh, first it was... Horrible. Sosa worked out. I brought Furster into my team um, thinking that I'd like this fixture as well. And I, you know what? I still do yeah. uh, like this fixture for Stuttgart, even with the Typhoon Korkut appointment for Hertha. So do we start considering Stuttgart as a serious investment for flexibility this weekend? Let's say, let's say people didn't jump on the ship last week. Would you consider it this week? Yeah, you could, but... I only like I personally have one transfer left. That's really a decision because I want to bring in Schick and I want to bring in Frimpong. And I don't think there are Stuttgart assets that beats uh, these guys, especially since we like you probably have at least Hofmann in your squad, probably Scully. So you have already two players that are playing on the last match day game and at the Bayern or Dortmund players you have you already have probably enough flexibility for that match day. Agreed, yeah. But and and their Classica as well, let's not forget. You're probably likely to have a couple of players from Der Classica. Yeah, so it's, that, yeah, that's what I, I said, Bayern and Dortmund players. Oh, sorry, yeah, sorry. Uh, you're right. You're welcome, James. Sosa is still like 11.1 million. He, he's he's viable because he's involved in, in a lot that's going on. So he he's a small version of Philip Kostic, I'd say. And he's a defender in the game. So that's that's the argument for Sosa. And who knows, maybe Hatta implodes completely. Like we've we've seen coaching changes have diverse effects in the past. So it could be either be a good thing or a bad thing for Hatta. We, we we don't know. So if you want to bat on that being bad, Sosa is a guy you could look at. If you want to save money, Karasor is playing a holding at holding midfield. Uh, is a defender in the game, only two point seven million, and uh, also Ito. I think only one point five million is his price tag. Yeah, uh, he, he'll play as a central defender. Uh, he scored, uh, so he he can be a threat after set pieces. And even in in this formation with a three man back line, he he's playing as the left part of that. And like one of these guys usually comes forward at least a bit. That's how Mavropano scored his goals. Not only after set pieces, just uh, but he comes forward and the other two guys hit back. 
And um, so Ito has, even um, out of open play, a few chances to get involved in shots. So I, I don't hate uh, if you really need savings uh, to go up to maybe a Schick because uh, you, um, you need to upgrade your striker. Maybe you have Burkhardt and you really need budget. Then Ito, I think, is, is a, a good way to go that also adds flexibility to your squad. Yeah, no, uh, he's come out of the woodwork. It's been nice to see. Um, and so, yeah, it's any any viable option down at that price range is always worth the look and worth consideration at times if you do need to to balance the books a little bit. Uh, let's move on to the final game then. And, you know, actually, sorry, point I'm going to make. I do agree with you. I think this is a weekend to pick fixtures over flexibility. I don't think your chances really need to be aimed at flexibility this week. Um, so, yeah, I can only reiterate that point. And that comes on to our last game because I think this is a game flow that a lot of people might be pre-invested in but might not be comfortable being invested in come the weekend. I personally am in that camp. My Freiburg assets are up for grabs right now, potentially. But it's Gladbach against Freiburg, closing out the show on match day 14. We've mentioned Jonas Hoffman. Uh, he's scored a career-best seven goals already this season now after uh, the, well, what was now a consolation goal against Köln in the end. Uh, but he scored six across his last seven Bundesliga outings. Gladbach, though, are one of three teams that are still to lose at home in the Bundesliga. We've talked about their patchy form, but those are the types of stats you like to hear. So Flo, Gunter Grifo, Jong, Scali, Hoffman, maybe Alassane player. Where are you at with those types of assets coming into this game? I'm not moving Hoffman. Uh, he's just too good at the moment. Uh, all other assets I would be fine selling um, if you have them in your squad. With Gladbach, it's more like, I like this fixture. On, on Sunday, but they're traveling to Leipzig. And although we saw what Leverkusen did at Leipzig, I'm not sure that we see that now every home game from Leipzig. So uh, I still think that's um, a fixture I'd rather avoid if I can plan around it. And this match day might be a good time to start uh, planning that kind of stuff. But uh, and, and Freiburg is playing Hoffenheim at home next week. Um, so both fixtures are, uh, uh, Gladbach has a really tough fixture. Freiburg's fixture is all right in my mind. So, uh, yeah. And, I, and for this match day, I like the Gladbach side more. So it's, it's definitely, um, you have to weigh, are you, what's more important to you? The, the, the longer term investment then maybe try to hold on to your, your Freiburg assets. Although I wouldn't feel comfortable uh, with Günther. Uh, um, Günther and Scully especially. So two uh, defenders out of the last game. I, I definitely uh, going to avoid that. And that's why I'm getting rid of Günther because he's a high-priced option out of uh, these two guys. And then I probably sell another asset if I can out of this match and i wouldn't invest uh, only if like if you don't have hofman uh, like my first question would be what are you doing um the second <laughs> he, he he is definitely one that you could bring in um this match day yeah without a doubt yeah i mean and you can hold him at leipzig i think he's so um instrumental for everything that club does that like he's, he he probably gets you at least like 7 to 8 points agreed and so I, I don't think there's a need to panic sell him 
Especially, I think the two closing ma- matches for Gladbach are looking decent again. Yeah, Fra- Frankfurt at home, Hoffenheim away yeah. at their last two. Which, I mean, admittedly better than Freiburg's last three of Hoffenheim, Union and Leverkusen. I mean, that's just a, that's a tricky way to end the year. And, of course, I mean, they've lost a bit of their glitz and glamour, Freiburg, since uh, losing their undefeated streak to Bayern. They have not picked up a win since then. Admittedly, I mean, if you listen to Christian Streich, it's not because of their performances, but the results just seem to be going against them right now. So they've got to pick themselves up. Um, and so, yeah, tough one. A tough one to hold. But, yeah, an interesting predicament in the final uh, game of the match day this weekend. Let's close the show then because we're actually making good time for once. Player picks, Flo. Vegas choice. Where are you looking? That's a tough one for me. I'm, I'm not really sure um, how I'd lean. I'd, I'd probably go with um, Bona Sosa uh, just because of like we don't know what to expect. Could be a gold mine against Hatta, could be pretty bad. Um, the same. Argument goes true for Philip first. <laughs> I, st- I still think like one of these days he's probably going to have a game, but I'm too afraid to uh, make him a pick again. So I'm I'm going with Sosa again. I think he was my biggest choice last week as well, and uh, it did work out nicely. And um, yeah, there's no there's no harm in doubling up, admittedly. Yeah, another guy in that boat would be Florian Kainz. So I'm I'm splitting. Okay, well. Kainz has a, has a great outlook with him playing Augsburg at home next week. Yes, you know, definitely. I, you know, I had I had Dominic Schroberschlei down um, because for, I think for obvious reasons, if he's in the starting lineup for Leipzig, I think he is a worthwhile Vegas choice. And a double up in the Leipzig midfield isn't necessarily the worst thing uh, that could be done. But admittedly, if you've got Nkunku, I'm not sure it's the best pick. So I was actually kind of looking at the Leverkusen Furt game and thinking, right, Vegas choice, who's the differential? Who could you really have a gamble on if you wanted to to go for a differential? Two names for me stand out. That's Armin Adli, uh, who will still be in the starting lineup, is a cheap eight-point-something million midfielder. And then the second one, and this is mainly based on seeing him uh, live in the flesh the other day in the Europa League, was Robert Andrich. I mean, he scored two goals in that game. I'm not saying we can expect those types of returns, but we know that he is a player that likes to have a pop from range. So if Furter sitting deep and Leverkusen are piling on the pressure, I do think there are chances in this game for Andrich, who's also a threat from set pieces. So if you're looking for a Vegas choice from that game for a differential, those are my two picks that I thought I'd throw out there. I like How it. about your super schnäppchen flow? I'm going with Ito, so I'm, I'm staying in the uh, Stuttgart frame. But uh, apart from like the usual guys, we already mentioned a lot on this part. I think Ito is viable uh, just because of his price tag. Yeah, and yeah. like the clean sheet odds against Hatza and Korkut basically said that first, like, First order of business is to close shop. So it's, <laughs> I think it's it's more likely that we see a goalless draw than uh, like a 3-3 or a 2-2 in this one. I think that's a pretty safe bet when you're talking about a game involving Hertha, even with a change of head coach. Uh, genuinely, I feel that way. Well, I, I'm going to be a little bit boring and mention one of the players that we've mentioned time and time again on this show when it comes to a super schnäppchen, but he hasn't been mentioned as a super schnäppchen in a while. I thought I'd highlight him again. It's Beno Schmitz, 4.8 million Köln defender for obvious reasons. I mean, their wing play is is such a key asset for them and he plays a big part in that. So I think you, uh, based on Köln's next two games, Beno Schmitz would be a good option if you need to break the bank but I do like Ito as well, I have to say. I mean, two two very valuable picks. 
Uh, how about the the banker flow? I feel like this is one of the easiest banker choices ever for both of us because we could basically just mention three names. Yeah, right? I'm I'm really happy that I get the first dig at this because <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm taking Patrick's. <laughs> there you go. So could be. Well, this is it. I, yeah. Well, you have like you have another guy. I think you should. This, this is it. I, you could, we could have said. I think it's three names. There are there are generally three bankers, and they're obvious yeah. choices. But it is is Frimpong. Yeah. Chick and Verts. Yes. If you don't have one of those three guys, or t- I, w- I would even say you need at least two of those three uh, this weekend. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I think it's great if you have all three of them. Oh, even better. So even better. These would be my priorities transfers, and I'll probably bring in all three. Okay. Well, I've got Florian Verts. I hung on to him, so I don't. I've got one transfer spare, so at least I've got a bit of wiggle room potentially compared to other people. But yeah, that brings us to an end, an easy end. Again. The, the advice that Flo said earlier in the show don't overthink it this weekend I think that might be the key so that brings us to an end of this week's episode of Talking Foosball Fantasy thank you for joining us feel free to get in touch on social media if you haven't yet join the Talking Foosball Fantasy League for now from me your host James Sorrow Flo and the rest of the Talking Foosball crew Auf Wiederhören Auf Wiederhören <laughs>